0: And dispensing these medicines and drugs is called pharmacy.
1: The Outline World Dispatch. It's Tuesday, November 21st, 2017. I'm Aaron Edwards. Today on our show, Lewis Wallace talks to a trans herbalist about whether herbal transition is really a thing. Here's the dispatch.
0: The future. Okay, you guys, this is a song about usnea, which is a medicinal herb that you can find in Appalachia. It's sung by my new favorite herbalist, Ray Swersey, in Asheville, North Carolina.
2: Antimicrobial, antifungal, immunostimulant.
1: An herbalist wrote this song?
0: Yeah, actually to help them memorize the different herb constituents. They wrote a whole album of songs.
2: Usnea, usnea, I love pine. It's like maybe my favorite, well, it's hard to pick a favorite, but it's maybe one of my favorite trans queer ally plants.
0: I live in North Carolina where I talk to a bunch of people who do both traditional and herbal medicine about whether herbal transition is really a thing. So trans people who decide to change their hormone makeup as part of their transition typically take either testosterone for trans masculine folks or transfeminine folks usually take estrogen and a testosterone blocker. But there's a big cottage industry online of these things that are like all natural testosterone or estrogen, plant-based pills. And they're mostly marketed to cis people to help with menopause for cis women and or to make cis men more buff or virile.
1: It sounds kind of like a ripoff. Yeah. But you actually talk to a real live transgender herbalist.
0: I talked to several, but Ray Swersey, whose company is called Take Care Herbals, was kind of my guide through this whole adventure. They're also a transgender queer person, kind of punky, leather jacket. We met up to go on a woods walk together and look at plants. And in the car on the way, I learned about Ray's path to Asheville and to herbalism, which was pretty apocalyptic.
2: I came to Asheville, North Carolina, because at the time I was looking for a place that taught people how to herbal medicine from the actual plants. So I, yeah, so I moved here for that program, and then I just kind of fell in love with the woods. And East. I actually started learning uh, or thinking I wanted to learn herbal medicine because I really wanted a skill when the apocalypse happened
0: and didn't, knew that I didn't have any. I mean, you must have felt kind of vindicated at, like, uh, the way that things have gone as we've gotten closer and closer to the apocalypse. <laughs> How are you feeling now? <laughs> uh, it's so funny that that's why I came to school. Ray also tells me they're kind of unhappy about the premise of my story. I sometimes get nervous around...
2: Um, talking about transgender health and herbalism and hormones because um, I just see transgender health as so many more things. But do I want to talk about hormones and how they're amazing and how they save people's lives
0: and how people should have access to them? Totally. Not every trans person even takes hormones, but hormone access is a huge issue. It's still hard to get a good doctor or get a prescription or to afford hormones. And this is an urgent priority for a lot of trans people to feel good in their bodies. So, to me, it's 100% not surprising that folks turn to the internet and end up ordering these herbal capsules or whatever. Also, some people worry about health risks with prescription hormones because there are actually very, very few long-term studies of that.
1: Very few long-term studies of the hormones that doctors prescribe.
0: For trans people, yeah. And so that's one of the things that was so interesting about looking into this, is that it's easy to say, oh, well, the proof for what herbs do is only anecdotal.
1: Right, that's that's why I wonder if it's some kind of racket or just a scam.
0: Yeah, and it's really rare that scientific testing is done on plant medicine at all because you can't patent herbs, the FDA doesn't regulate them as drugs, and so big companies with money to invest don't typically use that money on something that they can't patent anyhow. But then, a lot of what we know about pharmaceutical hormones that are prescribed to trans people is actually also anecdotal from trans people's experience because they haven't done these long-term studies. Anyhow, I get to the woods with Ray. It's beautiful, bright autumn leaves, hilly. They're obviously in their element here.
2: We're looking at a very wet, fallen-down log. (laughs) Um, And I'm checking to see if these are turkey-tail mushrooms. And it looks like they are. Hello. If you touch it, you can touch the top.
0: A recent National Institutes of Health study found turkey tail can be good for the immune system, which is what Ray suggests it for. And we look at a bunch of other leaves and roots that are good for this and that. Ray had mentioned pine, pine trees. So tell me more about, um, about you and pines. Ah, Okay.
2: Let's go talk to it while we're
0: here. Ray shows me pine needles, pine sap, and has me look and smell the pine. Part of why it's special is because pine pollen is actually known to be androgenic, meaning it has some testosterone and other androgens in it. There's a kind of famous study in which a pine lumber operation near a river actually caused fish in the river to have sex changes. I also
2: think that as a tree itself, it's very formidable and um, grows in really, like, strong conditions. And right, like I was saying earlier, that the essence is for, like, responding with um, a sense of guilt or shame, even when you've done nothing wrong. And I think that uh, in a society that tells trans people that us being who we are is somehow wrong, that we internalize that. Not everyone. Oh, and I wanted to say, too, about pine... You know, so it is, like, listed as a plant that has, you know, plant androgens, right? I'm, like, really happy to talk about it, but I also think that, like, what people want from plant... Like, you can never look to plant medicine like a substitute for allopathic medicine.
0: Allopathic meaning what you get at the doctor's office.
2: And it does different things than pharmaceutical hormones do. And if someone is going to plants with certain constituents like like hoping they'll get the same results, then it usually doesn't go the way that they want it to. And it does a disservice to the plant, but also to the person needing care, because they usually want things to change pretty rapidly. And so usually I have a conversation with my clients that talk about like when they need certain changes to happen, what they want to change, whether or not that um, certain things will, you know, it, it won't guarantee change, especially if you don't know
0: exactly the hormonal makeup before you get started. So Ray says it's pretty rare that someone who wants that type of transition does it only with herbs. I see more clients who want help with side effects of hormones than clients who want to take just herbs for for that. For example, people taking pharmaceutical hormones might take herbs for mood stabilization or hair loss or acne. Still, Ray is really careful about how they present all this. They don't have scientific studies to back up most of what they suggest as an herbalist because these studies just don't exist. And even more importantly for Ray, they really strongly believe that everyone's body and needs are different, and so they suggest herbs in a tailored way. Ray takes herbs too and then changes what they take based on what feels good for them.
2: Really nothing is a guarantee in terms of how those things will act in people's bodies anyway. But um, I think herbalism being the like runt of the... Or alternative medicine litter. like people want us to prove something that we that no one can prove
0: as Ray and I drive away from the woods, we start talking about the fact that there aren't all these trans doctors or trans endocrinologists running around who are super supportive of the diversity of trans bodies. So, sometimes what Ray is doing by being a trans herbalist is just providing holistic support, emotional support, that the medical system can't or doesn't provide for queer and trans folks. A prime example would be the fact that hormones can affect stress. But transphobia also really, really affects stress, which just isn't something your doctor is probably going to work with you on. But Ray and other trans herbalists will.
2: There's so much homophobia. In every single medical institution, um, in every interaction, it becomes pretty normal, um, normalized. I would say that's true for trans folks as well, um, although that's changing. Um, I still think it, like we are far from being seen as whole people and far from
0: getting our needs met. So for them, holistic medicine is actually about shifting how medical care looks at our bodies in general. They want trans and queer bodies to be treated with respect and complexity. It might sound kind of basic, but for trans people, it's really not guaranteed. One recent survey found that a third of endocrinologists, that's hormone specialists, aren't even willing to see trans patients.
2: I am a dissenter within healthcare because I want more, and people are like, well, you're doing so great. Like, you can get hormones. That's so much better than what it used to be. And I'm like, I'm not going to thank you for crumbs That should already have been there.
1: Back to your original question, is herbal transition a thing?
0: If you want to grow a beard or grow breasts and you want that quickly, it's probably a good idea to find a doctor who will prescribe you hormones. But herbs can interact with hormones for sure and affect how we feel in our bodies, just the way diet can. We just don't know how much, for the most part.
2: Feeling so low today, low to the ground, grass under my fingertips.
0: I did talk to one trans woman who runs an online business selling herbal estrogen-like solutions for trans women. She takes them herself, and she was totally convinced about the positive effects But more often, herbalists told me that trans people end up taking herbs while they're also taking doctor-prescribed hormones. Herbalism might make you feel good, but it's unlikely to significantly and quickly change how others perceive your gender, if that's what you're going for. Lion tooth
2: leaves help you to distinguish it
1: Before it flowers,
2: use them as a diuretic From the petals we know
0: it's
1: a master. Lewis Wallace is a freelance reporter based in North Carolina. Thanks, Lewis. Internally.
0: Thank you. And thanks to my herbalism guide, Ray Swerzy. This is music by One Tough Cookie, Ray's one-person band.
2: stop now. Use it on your warts, use it on your warts, use it on your warts. Good for chronic anger and Irritability Lowers estrogen production through the liver Also lowers your blood pressure Diuretic, hepatic, cholagogue, bitter, tonic Anti-rheumatic and laxative mm-hmm. Dandelion is the bitter
1: That's it for the dispatch. We're taking the rest of the week off for Thanksgiving and we'll be back next Monday. If you're looking for something else to listen to or to share with your family and friends, you should try out our other podcast, Tomorrow with Joshua Topolsky. This week, he took calls from listeners about what it means to be thankful in a fraught year. Thanks for listening. I'm Aaron Edwards. If you're celebrating, have a great holiday and we'll be back with more next week.